Hi, my name is Jesse DeVito from the Boston University women's ice hockey team, um, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, Boston University women's hockey player Jesse DeVito joins the show today. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Jesse, and how's everything going? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, everything's going well, so happy to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, and I'm glad things are going well with yourself. Now let's kind of talk about uh, your recent weekend series that you had against RPI and Union. Uh, just talk about those games and what did you take away from them? Because it seems like you had a tough game against RPI, but then bounced back against Union on Saturday night. Yeah, of course. Uh, definitely coming off that loss against RPI uh, was, you know, kind of sad for our team. But um, uh, we made sure to uh, prepare mentally and physically before the game for Union. Um, so watching film with our coaches beforehand, um, you know, making sure we were going into that game prepared and making sure we can come out with a win. Um, I remember in the first period, I think we were down one to uh, one goal. Um, and then uh, my teammate, Emma Wuthrich, uh, put in the first goal. And that's where we kind of like shifted our momentum and were able to put in three other goals and come out with a win. So uh, I think that was a big win for our team, especially um, that loss against RPI. So, um, you know, just, just trying to keep going forward. And uh, I think that really showed that we were mentally and physically prepared. Yeah, what's your team's mindset after losing a game like that to RPI heading into Union? Because you obviously want to be confident, but you also don't want to make the same mistakes that you might have made against um, RPI in the previous game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think going into every game, you know, we try and treat it every single team the same way, whether we're playing, you know, the number one seed or, uh, you know, whoever. So I think our mindset, we just kind of shifted. Um, you know, I think it was kind of difficult against RPI. Um, we had a good mindset going in, but, you know, the game just didn't go our way. And um, I think our mindset, we just wanted to knock it down on ourselves, not, you know, take this loss and um, kind of put our heads down. We just wanted to, you know, play the game we knew how to play. And that's exactly what we did against Union. So just continuing the mindset that we've had all along. And, um, you know, we were able to get that win, which was super uh, important for us. Now, after before the RPI and uh, Union week, weekend series, you recently played UNH and lost to them in a shootout. And the same type of result also happened against Merrimack this season. Uh, so my question is, um, what are some things your team can do to try to win those close games and not uh, bring it into a shootout and have a kind of like a lucky bounce not go your way, I guess, in those type of games? Yeah, definitely. I mean, those games are definitely um, super hard, I guess. It, it, we, it, I would say, thank God, you know, it kind of happened early on in the season. I think there were really good learning experiences for our team, um, kind of showed us, you know, what we did need to work on. Uh, so a few things I would say, you know, putting the pucks on net, because um, when we do, you know, good things happen. And I think we've been able to see that in other games. Um, and then just making sure our positioning is correct. So when it comes to forechecking, um, you know, in the O zone or in the neutral zone, making sure everyone's in the right position um, is super important. And, and that's something that we've been really working on in practice. Because um, when we can execute, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty flawless. So uh, just making sure that, you know, we're executing correctly and, um, I think that's like the biggest thing that our team has really been trying to work on. And um, I think we've been doing a good job so far. So it seems like that game against Merrimack was very physical from just watching it as a, from a fan perspective. Uh, just how do you try to, how do you, what's your, like, how do you handle those phys more physical type games uh, when you go against a team like that? And what's the key for, I guess, uh, trying to get through that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would say Merrimack was definitely a more physical game uh, that we've played this season. Um, I think it's, you know, trying not to get super frustrated. It, it can become frustrated when, you know, you're down and the team's getting really physical and you, you just want to fight back and it's, you kind of have to hold yourself back and uh, don't like play into that and um, just kind of put your head down and continue to play the game. And uh, it, it is definitely difficult when you're losing and teams are very physical. It's just, you have that mentality, like, I want to be physical back, but, um, you know, getting a, a late um, penalty is not something that a team wants. So 
just just trying to keep our mentality straight and um, not kind of play into that. Yeah, do you like playing in those physical type games? Because just from my perspective, I feel like the refereeing, if you allowed like hitting in women's hockey, it would change the refereeing. And I feel like that game against Merrimack was a good example of it because uh, they were kind of allowing a lot more physical calls that might have, if it was a different set of refs, might would have been called in a different game. So I feel like that kind of like was a big reason for uh, just the outcome of the game. So just talk about like, how do you handle those physical games and whether you think of uh, hitting should be allowed in women's hockey uh, just because of how the refereeing works. I'm in hockey East and just in other conferences as well. Yeah. Um, growing up, I played boys my whole life. So I switched to girls hockey about my freshman year of high school. Um, so I remember coming in and I was definitely super physical in the beginning. Um, trying not to take as many penalties, but definitely took a little more than I should have. Um, and I mean, I think at a younger age, it's, it's, probably shouldn't be allowed, but I think at the college level, um, it's definitely a big, uh, controversy I would say, but, um, I think maybe not like full on, or if we do, that's fine. But, um, letting the girls get a little physical, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, it's a game of hockey. The game is going to get physical. So I think letting things slide and, and stuff like that, if it's not a dirty hit or anything, um, you know, I'm fine with, and I think should be allowed. Now, your team did, however, beat Northeastern, one of the top-ranked teams in the country this season. Uh, just talk about that result and what it meant to yourself and the team as the season goes on. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I remember going into that game. Every single person on the team was ready to go. Um, everyone was super excited. Um, so it was definitely uh, just a very exciting game overall. You know, we knew it was going to be difficult, but um, – we kind of put our heads down, played the game that we knew how to play and really capitalized on some great opportunities. So um, that was super important. Definitely a big win for our team. Um, but, you know, not trying not to get hung up on that win and um, just kind of playing every team the same way, um, you know, whether it is the second ranked team or not. So um, definitely a huge win for us, but don't want to get too caught up on that. So. Yeah, and Wally B was buzzing that night. That was one of your oh, yeah. home games. Uh, what was it like uh, just to play in that arena for the first time and be with fans for the first time in quite some time and just talk about playing in that atmosphere with the BU band and just uh, how cool was it for yourself? Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, it was great. I think that was the most fans we've had this past or this season so far. So, um, you know, really seeing everyone come out to watch our game was was so special. Um, so it was just unreal having the band playing. Everyone was super excited on the bench. Um, you know, every time we'd score, the band would start going off. So it was just awesome. It was great uh, atmosphere. And, uh, you know, hopefully the games in Wally B will be like that um, every time. So but yeah, it, it was really great. What's the best uh, BU band um, chant uh, so far this season that you've heard? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm not sure. Uh, I will say when the other team's lineup is coming out, the BU band likes to chirp them a little bit, so it's pretty funny. I know a few of us, when we're lined up on the goal line, we kind of chit-chat with each other about it and uh, kind of gets us going, so it's, I would say that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, being on a new team, I guess, uh, what is the biggest adjustment uh, playing uh, for a new team and how have you handled that adjustment? Yeah, um, I think coming in, I think the biggest adjustment was really trying to gain that team chemistry, um, you know, whether it was my teammates, my line mates, um, but everyone on the team has been super welcoming. Uh, the coaches have been great. So it's definitely been an easier adjustment for me. and I'm super lucky in that aspect. Um, and then, you know, little things, just kind of adjusting to the forecheck and adjusting to certain drills that we do in practice. But again, everyone has been super helpful. Um, so I, I don't think it's been too much of a big adjustment for me, but um, you know, I'm very fortunate to have really great teammates and coaches and, uh, you know, it's been going well so far. So very fortunate for that. Yeah. What are some similarities and differences you notice between the WCHA and hockey East? Because I think they're both really good conferences. However, I feel like when you watch, um, those conference games, the style of play seems different to me. I don't know if you've noticed that as, uh, as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, similarities, I would say, I mean, just both conferences have great teams in them. Everyone's competing for the same goal. So, um, you know, you're always going to play a team that's physical. You're always going to play a team uh, that's, you know, really good and whatnot. So I would say similarity. It's just you have, same team has the same mindset, but uh, differences, I guess I would say 
the one thing I've noticed definitely is traveling, um, WCHA, the, the teams are a bit spread out. So, um, traveling's a little bit longer and here in, um, hockey East, it's, you know, the teams are closer, so it's, we don't have to travel that far. You can have a home game one day and then a away game the next. Um, and then also just, you know, a little bit of the style of play. I think a few like more East coast girls tend to stay on the East coast. And then a lot of Midwest girls tend to stay on the Midwest. So, uh, just a little bit different style of play there, but, um, you know, for the most part, not too much big, uh, differences. So. What are some of the differences in style of play from players that are from like Minnesota versus here in the East coast? Um, you know, that's a good question. I mean, girls in Minnesota, like they play hockey, um, they're throughout their high school career, like on their high school teams. Um, and like here, especially in the East coast, I know we don't really have that, like playing for your public high school team. It's if you want to, you kind of have to go to boarding school. So, uh, I mean, that's a little different, um, style of play wise. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much I've like noticed that, but um, I, I definitely have seen that more like Midwesterns tend to just gravitate towards Midwest and East Coasters just tend to stay on the East Coast. So, mm-hmm. well, you must love the travel schedule because I'm assuming Wisconsin to Ohio State that those plane rides sometimes can be a bit dragging. But for a game like Northeastern or Boston College, you can literally walk to the stadium. So, um, how does that like affect you? Uh, just getting to have easier travel schedules is it nice? Uh, just from your perspective, not doing the plane rides and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely, like, love the plane rides are always so fun. You know, the long bus rides, everyone is just chit-chatting the whole time. It's five hours to Minnesota, so everyone's just, you know, playing games with each other and whatnot. But um, I will say the easier the easier travel is definitely nice. It's, you know, your legs aren't dead by the time you get there. And, um, you know, it, it's definitely – it's it's nice to have quick turnarounds when it's a home game one day, a away game the next. So uh, that's definitely pretty cool. You probably were one of the few people who were kind of used to those long travel rides last weekend to Union and RPI. I'm not sure how many of the players in your team uh, traveled that far in their collegiate career. So that's that's something that I just thought of now. So you probably had to give some advice during that trip, I would assume. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think like the whole team is kind of like, oh, this is a long bus ride. It's like three hours. I'm like, oh, you know, some of the bus rides I've had in the past are up to seven hours. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was funny. We just kind of everyone, some people did homework, people like talked. So, um, you know, it didn't seem as long as three hours, but, um, yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> now, how would you evaluate your experience so far at Boston university, both educationally and, um, hockey wise? Yeah, overall, it's been great. Um, you know, BU is a top ranked school, both academically and athletically. So coming into this, it's, uh, you know, classes are going well and um, hockey's going really great. Again, you know, my teammates and coaches have just been like so instrumental in um, helping me adjust, um, you know, whether that was to my classes, um, finding where they are, finding, you know, the dining hall and whatnot. So, um you know, everyone here has just been so great and it's really made my transition a lot easier. So, you know, so far everything's been going well and I'm super excited to see, you know, what's to come. What's your major? Like, what are you studying right now? Uh, So right now I'm studying international relations and then potentially we'll do a minor in economics. Nice. Well, how's that been like at BU just taking the classes so far this semester? Yeah, uh, it's definitely been uh, good, but definitely a change up, uh, especially to last year with everything online. Uh, so just kind of getting back into the um, in-person classes. But so far, it's been good. Um, taking four classes this semester, so nothing too crazy, but um, able to handle everything. So, so far, it's been going good. Yeah, I definitely, I think for learning wise, it's probably better for me, at least to do an in-person class. However, I do miss kind of the convenience of doing a class online. And then once it's done, you don't need to like go anywhere or like walk back to your dorm room stuff. So that's the one thing I do miss uh, just from last year was the convenience of being on an online class. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely attest to that one too. (laughs) Now, what are your goals and expectations uh, for the rest of the season with Boston University for yourself personally and for the team as well? Yeah, personally, um, you know, just continuing to gain some confidence um, and honestly just going out there and having fun and, um, you know, giving 110% every time, whether it's practice or a game, um, you know, college hockey, it's it's definitely a long season, um, can definitely 
you know, get draining after a while. So just continuing to have that mentality of, you know, coming to the rink every day prepared. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, just going out there to have fun and, um, you know, it's four years, although it's a long season, it does go by pretty quick. So, um, you know, just enjoying it while it lasts. Um, and then team wise, you know, we have a really great group of girls this year. We're all really close with each other, which is super nice. And um, we also have a really strong team. You know, we're, we're pretty deep. And um, so, you know, just continuing to get better every day and uh, fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, and I guess what's it been like to play under coach Brian DeRocher? Everyone has told me he's such a great guy, but from your perspective, what's it like been playing under him and what have you learned under him so far this year? Yeah, no, uh, coach DeRocher is amazing. He, he's such a great guy. Um, you know, he really wants to see us succeed both as, you know, as players, but also just as people. Um, I remember coming in and going through the whole process. He would call me you know, weekly, just checking in and make sure things were going well and make sure I was, you know, getting comfortable and having uh, different girls on the team reach out to me. Um, so that was really helpful for me. And um, that really stood out to me, you know, having a coach care that much about you. Um, and, you know, just learning as much as I can from him. Uh, you know, he is he's such a great guy and he has a lot of knowledge on the game. And um, so, you know, anytime I think I, you know, need some help in some areas just go up to him and you know he always has so much to help and uh, so much to say so he, he's been so great and he is really an amazing guy and uh, an amazing coach too. Now one thing that BU gets to do this year that they didn't get to do last year is the bean pot. I have to ask you as a new player how excited are you to play in that in-season tournament and what do you know about the bean pot uh, just from what other players have told you about it? Oh, yeah, I, I'm very excited. Uh, I think that's like the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to this year. Um, but, you know, just what I've heard, it's just been so fun. You know, you know, not a lot of times you have that where all four teams within Boston get together and kind of go through this tournament. Um, you know, I, I don't think any other league kind of has something like this. So definitely something special. Um, and it's just awesome. I'm super excited and I, I really can't wait for it. Now, I want to transition and kind of talk about the offseason that you had. So uh, how was your offseason? Did you get to do anything interesting, whether it's hockey-related or non-hockey-related? Yeah, so this offseason, um, I was home, so definitely a little bit of a switch-up from the past years. Um, my freshman, sophomore, and junior year, I spent my time um, at Wisconsin over the summers. So this past year was definitely a little bit different, but definitely nice to spend time with my family um, and some friends. Um, and I also was working this past summer. So uh, that was very interesting. I worked at UBS as a wealth management intern, um, which was such a great experience and, you know, really set that foundation for me for a career after hockey, which I'm super grateful for. Um, but, you know, I think that was a little bit of a different summer than I've had in the past and a little bit of different off season. Um, also, last year, I uh, was injured all year, unfortunately. So coming back, you know, this offseason, just really focusing on physical therapy and gaining that strength back. Um, so, you know, it was a good offseason, I would say, and uh, very fortunate. And, um, you know, I was able to get hockey in there, some lifting and uh, just trying to figure out when to get that done, uh, especially with working nine to five. So, you know, I had a lot of early mornings working out and late nights uh, at the ice rink, but um, wouldn't change it for the world. It was great. Yeah. How was your, your internship? What did you get to do there? Like, what was your role? Yeah. So um, my internship was really great. I was a wealth management intern. Um, so I interned on the private wealth management side. Um so there I just helped with some simple tasks um, and my team specifically focused, it was the client engagement development team. So we focused a lot on like hosting client events. Um, and so I prepared a lot of materials for those, um, was able to sit in on some client meetings, which was really, really cool. Um, and just was able to learn a lot and network a lot with, um, you know, older people and, um, was super, super helpful. And I'm very grateful for that experience and, um, you know, for everyone that I was able to meet and network with. So it was definitely great. Yeah. And I guess, is that company you work for like a financial company? Like, uh, what, what are the, what's, what, what's the, what's the company do, I guess? Yes. Uh, UBS is a bank, so it's a financial services company. Oh, nice. So uh, I'm sorry if I just keep asking, I'm just kind of like trying to get to know a little bit more about it. So just like a regular <laughs> bank, not like like for retirements or stuff like that. Cause I'm in a finance class right now. I'm trying to 
understand some of that stuff. So this is just for me personally. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's just, yeah, it's a bank. So they have three divisions. They have the asset management division, wealth management, wealth management division, and then the investment banking division. Um, and under those, there's a, a bunch of like subcategories. So in the asset management division, they have like real estate, investment banking, they have global banking, um, wealth management. We focus a lot on again client work. Uh, client retirement, um, helping them create a plan for afterwards and, um, you know, seeing how we can help grow their wealth over, you know, their lifetime. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I really loved my experience at UBS. It, it's a really great place and everyone there is just super, super helpful. Um, you know, I go up to a managing director who's been there for over 40 years and they're willing to help an intern sit down and answer any questions I have. So it was a really great experience. Yeah, that's awesome because I'm taking a finance class right now and I'm learning about investments and mutual funds and all that good stuff. And one thing I didn't realize was whenever I thought of a bank, I just thought it was like a place where money is stored and like people just go and like with their savings account. But I didn't realize like how there's more to a bank than just that. So that's why I was just curious to kind of hear like kind of like what it's like working there, especially as interns. So I uh, thank you for answering those questions. That, that's really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Now kind of back to the hockey things of for your off season, how did you like uh, deal with the injury recovery uh, process during the off season? And what was the process like for you uh, trying to get back on the ice and being fully healthy again? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I unfortunately hurt my left knee um, last summer in August. Um, so it, it was definitely a long process for me. I was on crutches for about five months. Um, so I was out from August to about mid-January, fully on crutches. Um, so coming back, you know, I, I really focused on doing everything I could just to get back as quick as possible. So meeting with our athletic trainer at Wisconsin, constantly um, doing all my exercises on my own, making sure I was really diligent with those. Um, you know, sometimes I had to do exercises three or four times a day and just trying to gain that muscle back in my one leg. Um, it was definitely hard at times. I mean, there's times I would just completely break down and was, oh, this is just too hard. It's been like five months and I'm still not back. But, you know, my teammates are great. My athletic trainer was great. My coaches are great. Everyone was super supportive. Um, so I think that made the recovery process a little bit easier for me. But um, I was able to start skating about end of January, beginning of February. Um, so just kind of focusing on little things there, uh, my strides, some crossovers. Um, and then come March, I was able to fully, um, you know, get back to some of the practices, no contact, but um, so that was really great. And then just continuing my physical therapy and making sure I was on top of that. Um, and even after when I was fully cleared, um, in about May, I, I still continued my physical therapy all summer and um, <clears throat> just wanted to make sure that, you know, my knee was in the best shape possible, especially coming into Boston this year. And how was training for yourself this off season? What did you work on? And uh, what was the biggest thing you wanted to improve <laughs> regarding your game uh, for this upcoming year? Yeah, um, training was great. I was able to train with Sam Chima, he works um, down in New Jersey. He actually coaches a girls team down there, Ironbound. <coughs> Sorry. Um, but he works with a lot of Division One, Division Three, um, both men and women's hockey players. So that was really great being able to um, practice with other people, um, you know, on that high level. Um, I think the biggest thing I really focused on was honestly just getting back into to game shape and um, really focusing on my shot was definitely a big thing for me. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I would definitely say, I think focusing on my shot and then just skating and, and getting back to, um, you know, my, my full capability. Did you face any challenges this off season uh, with things kind of slowly opening back up? Like was it hard to find gyms a nice time just because, you know, there's still some restrictions regarding that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it, it was definitely a little easier compared to the summer of 2020. Um, there was definitely no gyms open. Ice hockey rink wasn't really open. So that was definitely difficult. But um, this past summer, I was definitely fortunate enough. Um, the gym in my town was open. So I was able to train there. Um, and then again, the ice rink that I was training at um, was open. So that was really nice for me. Um, I guess the only difficulty was 
when I was working, I was nine to five. So definitely just finding time. Um, again, had a lot of early mornings and late nights, but, um, it, it was super important to me, you know, to get that training in. So, um, always found a way to do it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was very fortunate enough to, to have a gym and ice strength that were open this past summer. Do you think being a division one athlete kind of helped with balancing the job and training for hockey, just because you're used to balancing hockey and school on a regular basis when you're in college? Yeah, definitely. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, being a student athlete, you learn all about time management and um, you know, that's probably the biggest skill that I've taken away from being a student athlete in college. And um, so (laughs) that was definitely very helpful during my time working and uh, training. Yeah, I was reading somewhere where former college athletes sometimes make the best kind of executives just because they're used to time management and just dealing with stressful situations, which I thought was interesting. And there's a lot, they're looking at some CEOs of companies and a lot of them used to play uh, college athletics. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing and just shows you how playing athletics is a really important thing for young people just because it helps develop skills that can definitely help you um, after you graduate and after you're done playing your sport. Yes, definitely. Now, how did you talk about trying to get uh, used to the, uh, with the players? Like when did you meet the team and what was the process for kind of getting to know everybody? And another question I have just off that is what type of leadership do you want <laughs> the team, especially since you're a new player, but you have a lot of experience in college hockey uh, playing with Wisconsin and winning the WCHA title. Yeah, definitely. Um, so coming in, I was actually very fortunate enough to know a girl who plays on um Boston University currently. Um, I went to Kent with her. Her name is Julie Neris. So she was really instrumental on connecting me with other girls on the team. And um, this past summer was really when I was able to um, connect with different girls. I think I had at least 10 girls on the team reach out to me separately, uh, sending me a text saying, you know, if I was ever in Boston, if I wanted to meet up with them um, and just telling me how excited they they are to meet me. So that was really special for me and uh, definitely made coming here a lot easier. And um, I think the first time, you know, fully met the girls was when I got to campus. Um, So that was definitely, um, you know, it was nice. Everyone was super welcoming again and um, was able to meet all the freshmen. So it was really great. Um, And um, the second question. Oh, oh it's about leadership. the leadership. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, having three great years under my belt of college hockey, um, you know, the leadership style definitely trying to bring in here, especially being new is just, um, you know, making sure a team is up to speed on everything and making sure everyone's on the same page. And um, I think just being someone that, you know, everyone feels comfortable to come talk to, um, especially the freshmen and, um, you know, that, that's something that's super important to me. Um, you know, I remember when I was a freshman, I always looked up to the seniors on my team who were always so open and, you know, made it available for me to come talk to them. Um, you know, I definitely have been through a lot of my career. Uh, so, you know, didn't really play that much or, you know, been through an injury. So just being somewhere, someone who, uh, you know, everybody on the team could just come talk to. And, um, you know, that, that's super important for me and definitely a, a leadership style. I, I, um, I'm looking to, you know, take on the team. Yeah, does it also help that you're not the only transfer uh, player on the team? There's other transfer players as well. Does that help your transition just because there's other people on the team that are kind of in a similar situation uh, that you're in? Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember in the first week, uh, us freshmen and new people, we were not able to start training with the team right away just for some medical protocol stuff. But um, so that's where I was really able to, you know, meet with the freshman and the transfer student, um, Ellie Larson, um, and kind of get them, get to know them on a better level. But yeah, definitely coming in and and having another transfer student kind of go through what, what um, I've been through um, was definitely so nice. I remember in the beginning, me and her would always just talk about, you know, our process and um, just having someone there that's been through the same thing is definitely super helpful. Yeah, talk a little bit about the freshman class. What's it like uh, playing with them and what do they bring to the table and how have you tried to help their transition into college hockey? Yeah, definitely. Our freshmen are great. Um, like I said, I was able to meet them a little bit early on um, and get to know them on a better level, which has been really nice. And um, again, you know, being someone who's kind of had this experience, but 
<clears throat> also being someone who's new, um, just trying to help them with like anything they have, any questions. Um, you know, I, I know it can be a big leap coming from high school to college. Um, so just making sure, you know, I'm there for them with any questions and, um, you know, we're both just, or all of us are just trying to help, like help each other out and, you know, figuring out a new school. Um, but yeah, no, our freshmen are great and, you know, they're, they're all super hard workers, every single one of them. Um, so it's really great to see, you know, young girls who are coming in and just super excited to be here and, um, you know, really want to work hard. So, you know, yeah, our freshman class is really great. We're, we really lucked out. Now, I want to talk about the beginning of your hockey career. So you're from Rumson, New Jersey. Um, How did you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport? And what's it like growing up in New Jersey and being a hockey player? Yeah, so I actually figure skated when I was younger. Um, And my brother, my one brother, played ice hockey. um, And I would always go to his games. I remember watching his games being like, I want to be out there. I don't want to do figure skating anymore. Um, So I, I remember one day I went home. Uh, went in my garage, put my brother's gear on, and I like came into the house and I like was to my parents. I'm like, I want to play call, like, or I want to play hockey, like, and they're like, all right, like, are you sure? And I was like, 100. Like, I don't want to do fig- figure skating anymore. Um, so I think I signed up to do like a learn to play kind of thing. Um, fell in love with it and just kind of continued from there. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely not a lot of girls teams in New Jersey. Um, so growing up, that was definitely a little difficult. Um, as I'd mentioned before, I, I, I played boys most of my life. Um, but <clears throat> just trying to find, you know, different girls teams. When I was growing up, I think there was only two in New Jersey. There's definitely a bit more now. Um, but uh, that kind of led me into going into boarding school um, and, and kind of playing at that level. Um, yeah. Yeah, what's the hockey scene like in New Jersey? Just because, like you said, there's not many girls hockey teams there, but I've talked to some players who are from uh, New Jersey about the New Jersey hockey scene. It seems a little bit kind of different from the whole New England kind of hockey scene here in Massachusetts and Connecticut. Because I know Matt Brown from BU, he's from New Jersey, who's kind of telling me a little bit about it. And, and I've interviewed a couple of other players from New Jersey, but it seems like it's kind of like a unique uh, niche kind of hockey culture. With You seem like to know everyone that plays hockey there. Yeah, I will say that that is one thing about New Jersey. A lot of the people that I train with, um, I think all know each other, um, especially us like players that are in college level. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of teams in New Jersey, even boys side as well. So just, um, yeah, I I will say a lot of us know each other from New Jersey. Um, But yeah, definitely a little bit different. I mean, I know in New England, especially Massachusetts, there's, lots of girls teams, lots of boys teams. So uh, that's a little bit different compared to New Jersey. But um, yeah, no, definitely uh, very, a lot of familiar faces. Mm -hmm. And who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the Devils or was it a women's player on the national team? Like who did you kind of idolize growing up in New Jersey? Yeah, um, I was big Devils fan, still am. Uh, So I'm going to have to say my favorite player was Zach Prezi. Nice. Was it upsetting when he left uh, to Minnesota? Because I know a lot of players on your team really like Zach Parise because he's from Minnesota. And then when he went home, but I'm assuming, at least when I remember him, he was with the Devils. At least that's, I think that's when he was in his prime. So just talk about that. Definitely very sad for us Devils fans, but uh, you know, he's just such a great player overall. So just watching him play, I I remember I was always so mesmerized. Um, but, you know, he's he's a great player overall. So wherever he ends up, he's obviously doing well and, um, you know, doing really well in Minnesota. So, um, but definitely a tough loss for for the Devils. Yeah, what's it like uh, watching the team now? It seems like they have a lot of young players on the team. I know Jack Hughes is one of the emerging NHL stars. I don't know if you've had the chance to see him play yet. I know you're very busy, but just what's your thoughts on the team now? Yeah, um, my one sister is actually a big, big Devils fan, knows a lot of – um, probably knows every stat. So hear, hear about it from her. But, um, you know, I think I've been to one or two games uh, in the last three years, um, just, again, traveling, being so busy. Um, but, yeah, I, I can see that there's a lot of younger players. Um, but, you know, I think that's important and grow in the game. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I hope they're doing well. And, um, 
I should probably check up and on that more and uh, watch some more games. But uh, I definitely hear a lot of, a lot about the stats from my sister and my dad. So now before BU, you played for Kent School. Just talk about what it was like playing uh, for that boarding school and how'd you get the opportunity to go there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my freshman year of high school, um, I knew I wanted to go to boarding school. Didn't really know where yet. Um, I visited Shattuck St. Mary's. I visited Lawrenceville in New Jersey. And then I also visited Kent, which was in Connecticut. Um, and Kent was honestly just the perfect balance for me, both academically and athletically. Um, it was just such a great experience. I, that's where I've met my best friends. Um, coaches were great. Our head coach, uh, Coach Sean Rousseau, he was also a college counselor. So you know, he was really instrumental in the college process for me. And, um, you know, it was just such a great experience. And I was able to play with girls who also, you know, were going to play college at the division one and division three level. So um, just playing with players who were also, you know, had that same end goal and always pushed themselves every day, you know, really helped me to push myself. Now, what's your favorite memory you have with Ken uh, when you look back on it now? I would say my favorite memory will have to be uh, the Taft tournament that we would do right before Christmas. Um, so it's just a bunch of boarding school teams. Uh, not a bunch, but there's probably like six of us. Um, all go to Taft school. You stay in their dorms for like three days, um, <laughs> which is definitely fun, a little bit different. Um, kind of see what their school's like. Uh, and, you know, no one else is there. It's just us teams. So uh it's definitely a lot of fun our, our team would always you know do like play games with each other and just kind of where we got really close um and then my senior year we actually won it and be tapped so that was definitely such a surreal experience yeah and uh how did it help prepare you for college hockey um, when you look back on it now just playing with those players that played college hockey like you said or was it kind of having the success your team had winning like the tap tournament like you just said yeah um I mean, just our team was great. Like our players, uh, we had a lot of great people pass through Kent. Um, so, you know, I think it was just, you know, our team and everyone had the same goal in mind. I remember when I first stepped on campus there, everyone was like, we're going to be like, we want to be New England champions. So um, just kind of having that mindset. And uh, my first year, we did really well. I believe we won the Taft tournament that year too. Uh, junior year, I we did not win it that year, but senior year came back, won it um, for our final time. So that, that was just really great experience. Now talk about your recruitment process. <laughs> um, you originally chose to play for Wisconsin for your first years in college hockey. So what was it like uh, going through the recruitment process? And what made you want to go to Wisconsin originally versus other schools you might have looked at uh, when you were with uh, Kent School? Yeah. Um, so going through the college process, I went about it, I believe my sophomore year of high school. Um, I went to a lot of those college um, showcases, was able to gain exposure to a lot of college coaches, which was really great. Um, and, you know, just getting that call from Wisconsin when I was younger, uh, saying that they're very interested is um, I mean, I would say is a lot of, you know, young girls dreams. So um, it was just I remember I was starstruck. I mean, I've always looked up to the girls that have passed through that program. Um, Hillary Knight, Brandon Decker, Megan Duggan, um, also the coach, uh, Coach Mark Johnson. Um, I, I remember I went on an unofficial visit there, um, stepped on campus with my parents, and I, I just fell in love with Madison. Uh, campus is so beautiful. Um, and I, I remember I was like, this is where I want to spend my college career. Um, and finally getting that offer, you know, it was something that I just didn't want to turn down and had to take. And um, <clears throat> I'm forever grateful for my experience at Wisconsin. And, you know, I wouldn't change a thing there. Yeah. What's it like being in Madison? Because I was just reading somewhere there's where it's the best city to live in in America. I don't know if you knew that, but I just I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. That's actually a fun fact. But, um, oh, Madison's great. I mean, everyone in the Midwest is just so nice and madison is you know it, it's not a super big city so um it definitely feels a bit homey um which is so so nice and you know everyone there is just such a big badgers fan um 
because you know that's kind of the only school there so uh it just it feels just like one big family and uh the campus is just beautiful so you know it, it's definitely hard to beat what was it like playing under coach uh, mark johnson and just talk about how legendary of a coach he is but did you ever talk about the miracle and ice thing because i think that would be pretty interesting for me if i was a player on your <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, playing under Mark Johnson is just unreal. Uh, he, he's a great guy. Again, uh, very similar to Coach Drosher here, both great guys um, and, you know, really want their players to do well um, and, and be great people off the ice. Um, but I, I do remember one time we were at an away tournament and uh, he sat our team down and he was like, listen, I'll, I'll tell my story about the 1980 Olympics and answer any questions you have. So uh, that was a really cool experience. So it was just our team and him. And, you know, we were kind of able to ask any question we wanted and uh, kind of hear his experience just one on one, um, you know, which not a lot of people get to do. So uh, that was definitely a cool experience. But he, he's a very humble guy. Um, you know, he would not brag about his experience there and whatnot. Um, but he's just, he's a great guy overall and, uh, you know, very fortunate to be able to be coached by him. That's awesome that he did that for you guys. What did you ask? What questions did you ask? If you can, um, I don't think I asked any questions. I think I was just so mesmerized by, uh, you know, him talking about his experience and just listening to all the girls. And um, so I don't believe I had any questions asked. I, I probably should have, but uh, just just kind of taking it all in. How similar was the his stories compared to the movie Miracle? Because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. But I feel like they might have exaggerated a few things in that film, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, I, I believe he said that. He said some things were definitely exaggerated. I, I can't remember exactly which, but um you know, I definitely some of the storyline is correct, but I do remember him saying some of those things were um, were definitely exaggerated. I hope the one part that wasn't exaggerated was when they lost to, I don't know who it was, like Norway or something, but then uh, Herb Brooks made them like skate across the ice like a, a thousand times, it seemed like, until uh, Michael Ruzioni from BU actually uh, kind of just said like, I'm Michael Ruzioni, I play for the USA. I just thought that was like really cool um, part of the movie and kind of united the team. Uh, did he talk about that? Yeah, um, I definitely think that is one thing that was not exaggerated. Um, so that's definitely very interesting and uh, could not imagine going through something like that. But again, like you said, definitely brought the team together. And um, I, I think that is what made their team close. And, um, you know, I, I think Coach Johnson would say the same. Did you have to do any of those drills at Wisconsin, like skating all across the ice after a bad loss or that never happened? Um. I, we never had anything similar to that. I, I will say <laughs> very lucky, very lucky for that one. <laughs> now, what was your experience like at Wisconsin? You only played eight games, but you won a WCHA title. And unfortunately that year, the tournament got canceled, but what was just your experience like um, overall with that school? Yeah. Um, again, coaches, they're great. Um, absolutely loved my teammates. You know, we were all so close, so it, it just made it so fun. And um, again, Madison, it's very hard to beat that campus. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I mean, just overall, my career at Wisconsin was great. Um, you know, my freshman year, I did redshirt. We had two girls come back um, from taking gap year from the Olympics. Um, <clears throat> and sophomore year, like you said, did only was only able to play eight games. Um, but winning that WCHA playoff was was something that was so special to our team. I, I mean, our team was just so close, and uh, it, it was a common goal that we all really wanted to do, and um, we were able to get it done. And um, like you said, unfortunately, the tournament was canceled. Um, I remember that, like, the you know, back of my head, uh, but uh, uh, very sad. But, um, you know, our, our team stuck together, and, um, you know, we were fortunate to pull out that WCHA win. and. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a great experience, and it, it was a really great team effort. Yeah, how hard was it not to play in the tournament that year, especially since it was supposed to, the Frozen Four was supposed to be at BU, which is kind of funny to think about about it now. Yeah, um, I remember we were playing Clarkson, or we were supposed to play Clarkson in about a day before, maybe a day and a half before um, our chancellor announced, you know, we were unable to play in the game, and um our coach came in and kind of sat us all down and I remember the seniors were just a wreck everybody else was just crying and um you know we all 
we're all just sitting there and uh, I think someone was like, you know, let's all go out there for one last skate. So um, we all got our equipment on and uh, just had a, a bit of a skate with each other one last time, which was super sentimental. And, uh, you know, I, I think that was, uh, you know, a, a really cool experience, just kind of a last goodbye to our seniors and, um, you know, definitely very sad, but um I think it just showed how close our team was and, uh, you know, that we wanted to do one last skate. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely sad that we were unable to to play in that tournament. I, I know we were all very excited and very excited to go to Ganis, but um, unfortunately it definitely uh, did not go the way we wanted it to. you still talk to any players from Wisconsin today and how excited were you when they won the national championship last year? Yeah, um, I am in contact with almost all the girls from Wisconsin. Um, they're all great. I'm super close with, you know, many of them. Um, so I, I talk to a lot of them frequently. Um, but, yeah, I remember I was watching that game against Northeastern, and um, I was just cheering so loud for Wisconsin. And um, I was really glad to see them pull out that win. Um, you know, they deserved it. And, um, you know, I was definitely sad I couldn't be there. but. Um, you know, every girl was great and um, it was just an amazing experience overall. And, you know, people were texting me after like, oh, I wish you were there. And, it, you know, it just kind of showed like how great of a family we were. And, um, you know, I was just super stoked for them to pull out that win and uh, definitely well-deserved. Yeah, Dara Watts, she scored so many great goals, but out of all the goals she scored, that's the least expected goal I thought she was going to score in that game. It's just crazy how it just it was, took a funny bounce and went in the net. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that was definitely a, a Daryl goal, I will say, right off the back of the, um, I believe it went off the back of the defender or goalie, yeah. but... Um, I felt bad for the defender because I mean, she had, she had she, there's nothing she could do about it, but just the way hockey works, sometimes bounces don't go your way, but I felt really bad for the defender, but I just thought it was kind of funny, like, out of all the goals that Daryl Watts could have scored in that game, that's the one that went in the net. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised by that goal. I mean, that is just – Daryl can – she finds a way to put the puck in the net anyway. So, you know, I was not surprised to see that. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a great goal. I mean, there's nothing anybody could have done. But, um, you know, it just shows how smart Daryl is with the puck. I mean, who's going to think to shoot it off a defender and it'll go in the net? You know, not, not a lot of people. So, Now, what made you want to kind of go to BU and transfer from Wisconsin? Yeah, Um I mean, there was definitely a wide variety of reasons I chose BU, um, you know, to start off again, coaching staff, just absolutely loved every single one of them. Um, you know, we did have a bit of a coaching staff change during my transfer process, but, um, you know, our new coaches are great and I love them all equally as I did the last ones. Um, Coach Rocher is still here. Um, Again, I knew Julie Nearest on the team and, you know, she was able to help me out and, um, you know, answer any questions I had about BU early on and um, kind of get me connected with some of the team. Uh, so I was able to meet some of the teammates and just knew it was a, a great group of girls. And um, just overall, it, again, it's a top tier school academically and athletically. So, um, you know, that was something that I was, you know, wanted and um, very fortunate enough to be here. And again, you know, city of Boston is also hard to beat compared to Madison. So um, I've just always loved Boston my whole life. And, uh, you know, once again, just very fortunate enough to be here and, and super excited. Yeah, I'm definitely super biased. I know that report said Madison's the best city in America, but in my opinion, it's Boston. Like I said, I'm very biased, <laughs> but that's what I would choose personally. Yes, no, I, I will say that. I mean, I love Madison. Again, it's hard to beat, but um, I've just always been in love with Boston. Yeah. I have. It's such a great city, and uh, it's definitely really cool. All the There's a bunch of schools around here, so, um, and again, just the city, it's can't beat it, so... How was it transitioning from like kind of a campus scene like in Wisconsin versus kind of a city campus at uh, BU? Because I feel like it'll be harder to find my classes at BU just because everything looks the same. Yeah, um, I, I will say it was definitely a little bit difficult, but um, I mean, Madison still has that, you know, city feel to it. Uh, I mean, there's definitely more of a campus in Madison than there is here, um, but you know, it's definitely spread out um, just as it is here. But, um, you know, fortunate enough, um, BU is is mostly just a strip. 
So classes are, are not as hard to find as, as I thought they would be. Um, but I remember coming in, um, Julie Nearest helped it, helped me a lot and took me around, uh, to my classes before our first day of school. So I was able to kind of get a, a lay of the land and, and see where they are. And, um, so, you know, it definitely hasn't been too difficult, but, um, definitely a little bit of change up. Yeah. And I guess my last question before we get to the non-hockey segment is, um, what's the transfer process like, like, and I know this sounds like kind of a dumb question, but. When you put your name in the portal, what's the process like? Like, how does schools contact you, and how does that transition work to go from another school to another school, but also like play hockey with that school? Yeah. Um, so the transfer process. Um, so from what I can remember, um, and and mine was definitely a little bit uh, not different, but it was during COVID. Um, so you know, not all teams had a spot, um, which is you know a little bit different compared to past years, but. Um, it just the process in general. Um, I remember I first started, I, I talked to my coaches. That was the first uh, step that I, you know, um, I wanted them to be the first people to, to talk about this with. And um, I remember I typed out a whole letter. Um, it, was, it was definitely an emotional uh, meeting, um, but my coaches were super supportive and, um, you know, wanted to help in any way they could. And um, from there, I believe I reached out to compliance um, and compliance is the one who officially puts your name inside the transfer portal. Um, and then from there, um, you kind of have free reign. So coaches are able to contact you. You're able to contact coaches. Um, but yeah, your name just sits in a portal. And um, I, I mean, I got a lot of, you know, emails from different college coaches. I also reached out um, you know, to the colleges that I was interested in. Um, so it kind of goes both ways in that sense. And, um, but yeah, you know, once you kind of put yourself in the portal, it's, it's kind of free reign from there. Cause before that, um, you're not allowed to, you know, talk to coaches. Um, and yeah, so, um, but I, you know, I was very fortunate enough to, to come out of the transfer process, um, going to the school that, you know, I really wanted to go to. So, um, you know, I was very fortunate enough in the transfer process and uh, super, you know, happy where I ended up. So we're now in the segment I like to call the non-hockey segment, trying to get to know you a little bit off the ice. So my first question to you is, if you could do anything for a day, what would you do and why? It's a tough question. Um... I think if I could do anything for a day, I would want to go to Paris and walk around Paris for the day. Um, that's always just been a dream of mine ever since I was younger. I've always wanted to go there. Um, so go probably sightseeing, see the Eiffel Tower and uh, just kind of walk around and get some good food. And um, yeah, I, I, I think that would be a really cool experience. Yeah, I've never been to Europe before, but that's the one city in Europe I'd love to see one day is Paris. But for me, it would be like hiking, uh, especially in the trails in what, the West Coast. I've never been to the West Coast, but I've always wanted to hike around, you know, British Columbia, Banff National Park in Alberta, and then do like the California thing. Uh, I just think that would be cool just to do that for a summer. But to do it for a day, I think would be awesome. Besides ho yeah. watching hockey, obviously, that would be my number one thing. But since it's the non-hockey segment, that's my second choice. Yeah, no, that would definitely be a cool experience. Now, uh, just talk about if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would it be and why? Again, another tough question. There's so many people. Um, I will say um, just one actress that I've always loved and just thought is the funniest person ever uh, is Melissa McCarthy. Um, so I think just having lunch with her, with her would just be a funny experience and um, probably, you know, something that I would never forget. I mean, there's definitely a lot of people I would have lunch with and um, probably more influential people. But I think she would like having lunch with her would just be overall a very funny experience. Uh, for me, it has to be an athlete just because all I really watch is sports. I don't watch too much TV or movies, but I think I'll choose Brad Marchand from the Bruins uh, just because they're my favorite NHL team, but I also think he's a great player and he seems like a funny guy. So that's definitely what I'll choose or just someone on the Bruins in general. Like I know Trent Frederick, former Badger, he seems like a cool guy. I'd like to have lunch with him. So someone on the Bruins for me personally. 
Yeah, no, that would, that would definitely be cool. Um, yeah, I've actually met Trent before and he, he is a great guy. So uh, that, that would definitely be a cool experience. He's definitely a good fighter. I don't know if you've seen any of his fights in the NHL, but the guy can throw yeah. some good hands. Yes, definitely. <laughs> now, since it is Hall, since when we're recording this episode, it's a few days before Halloween. So I decided to do some Halloween themed questions. So the first one is what's your thoughts on Halloween? Or do you like it or are you not a fan? Um, uh, growing up, I loved Halloween. I remember I would always look forward to it. Uh, just kind of as I've gotten older, you know, it's, it's definitely not my favorite holiday. Um, I don't know. I, I don't mind it, but I, I think I'm more into like Christmas. That's like mm-hmm. my favorite holiday. Um, so I, not a big Halloween girl, but I don't mind it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, Christmas is definitely my favorite holiday for sure. But for me, Halloween, this might be a bit of a controversial answer, but I'm not a big fan of it personally. I don't see I feel like when you're an adult, there's really no use for Halloween. It's kind of just like another day. Because when you're a kid, you get to dress up, go trick-or-treating. But as like a grown adult, you can't really do that anymore. And that was like the most fun part about Halloween. And I feel like if if you don't go to parties or anything like that, it just seems kind of like it's just not really as fun of a holiday as it for other people. So I'm not the biggest Halloween fan. I think it's a bit overrated personally. I know some people might get upset by that. So No, I I think I'll definitely have to agree with you on that one. I'm not a huge Halloween person, so... (laughs) Well, for the Halloween people that are listening to the podcast, what's the best costume you've ever worn? Um, if you can think about when you were growing up. Hmm. I will say one year, um, three of my friends and I, I want to say we were in sixth grade, maybe younger, um, but we dressed up as the Teletubbies um and that was pretty funny we got like the full suit uh you could just see our faces um i remember i saw pictures from there so that that was pretty funny uh and you know i think that might be one of my best costumes so far so i always went as a hockey player Uh, it seems super basic but it was easy because i had the equipment and stuff so it just i wouldn't have my parents wouldn't have to buy like a costume but mm-hmm. at the one year I went as an astronaut, that was pretty cool. Cause I oh, looked like cool. a cool NASA suit on it. So I, I, I look back on that was probably my coolest costume I had. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, you know, those costumes are super easy. You just jump right into them. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remember I was Spider-Man one year and like, I thought the costume was so cool, but I, I saw photos of it recently. And it looked so bad. And I was like, why <laughs> I think this is so cool at the time. I thought it was like legitimately Spider-Man, but like, it's not a great costume when you look at it now. Oh no, I've definitely had costumes like that in the past too. So don't worry. Now what's the best Halloween candy and what's the worst Halloween candy? Um, I'm a big Reese's girl. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's probably my number one candy. Um, and then the worst candy, maybe like Almond Joy or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't like Almond Joys. I'm not yeah. like big into that. So uh, maybe that or uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Snickers is overrated too. I know some people like it. Mad really? I'm not a big well, I'm a Snickers girl, so... Oh. <laughs> I think the but, best candy is definitely Reese's for sure. Yeah. Just because it, it's, it's, uh, and then Skittles. I'm a big Skittles guy. I, I always okay. like but by far the worst is Almond Joy. I, I don't know what was more disappointing when you got Almond Joy in your bag. I was like, oh my gosh, it was so, it was the worst. So, I like when I was younger, we would always do like trading candy with my friends. <laughs> and that was the one I would always put up for trade. I'm like, anybody want this? Like, I don't want it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, after my parents checked the candy, I don't know if your parents did that, but like they always had to check the candy. And then like we would put it in like these plastic sealed bags and like the all the last one that was always left after we finished it all was the almond joy and like no one ate it. It's just I I don't understand why people would give that stuff out. I would much rather have like the pretzels honestly than Oh yeah, joy. same. <laughs> Now, kind of getting back to some uh, non-hockey questions, my first question to you is, uh, who is the funniest teammate you have at uh, BU? Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of funny girls on our team, I will say, but I am going to have to give this one to Julia Neris. Um, I think a lot of girls on my team would also agree with that, but uh, yeah, she's just so funny. And, you know, growing up with her at Kent, um, I've seen it since then. So, and you know, she's just hysterical. So. Yeah, every person I've talked to who I've had on the podcast from BU says Julia Nearest. What does she do that's so funny? Because I'm not in the 
yesterday, so I don't get to see it. But like, I feel like we should get her mic'd up or something if the BU social media is listening to it or something like that. Oh yeah, she would. Oh, that would be funny to get her mic'd up. Uh, just her comments sometimes. You know, she always has something to add, and uh, everyone just always laughing at it. I don't know. She's just she's just funny. So. Yeah, I definitely should get her on the podcast. I've had her sister on before, so um, I definitely need to see some of that humor if she would talk about it on the podcast. That would be funny to see or hear. Yes, definitely. Now, which teammate has the best style besides yourself? I'm going to give this one, and I will say both on and off the ice, um, is Lacey Martin. Nice. I've had her on the podcast and uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of people have said her. I, everyone's, some people said Haley Blinkhorn as well. It was kind of a mixture between this, those two. Yeah, I, I will say Haley definitely does have good style. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I will say uh, Lacey on this one. Yeah, I feel like I wish more, I wish more social medias, or I guess for hockey, do like pregame, like, like post of like the outfits, because you see it for the men's all the time, and not to diss any of the men's hockey players, yeah. but it's the same thing every day, but at least for you guys, I feel like you guys can change it up a little bit, which is kind of fun to see. Yeah, no, definitely, um, I think that would be a, a actually really cool, because um, yeah, I mean, every day, every, oh, I remember just before games, everyone's like, what are you wearing, and it's just, a, it's a whole different thing for girls uh, than it is for guys you know they just put on a suit but for girls it's are you wearing a dress are you wearing pants it's yeah it's you know it's a whole different thing so that would definitely be cool I think it's definitely kind of like a blessing just because like you get to be more creative but it also can be kind of a curse because it's so hard to kind of figure out an outfit potentially oh yeah and it's like oh I don't want to wear the same outfit twice and yeah just little things like that but um yeah I'm not the same way. I could wear the same outfit like for two weeks straight. I wouldn't even notice. So I was probably the worst dresser on my team. <laughs> That's funny. So last on hockey question is uh, what music uh, do you like to listen to? I don't know if I asked that one. Did I? No, I didn't. No, right. I've not asked. Um, I will say country music. And I was not big into country before I went to Wisconsin. Um, and then, you know, just being in the Midwest, a lot of people out there listen to country. A lot of my teammates did. So, um, just kind of like throughout the last three years, just got into country music and now I love it. So, uh, I listened to it a lot, uh, even before pre-games. So, uh, yeah. Go to artists. I know Thomas Rhett's big. That's kind of, um, really like Morgan Wallen. Yeah. I was listening to one of his songs today, actually. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, no, I'm a huge Morgan Wallen fan. So, Well, back to some hockey questions now. First one is what advice would you give a younger player who's trying to make it to D1 college hockey? Um, you know, the biggest advice that I could give um, would just be always be the hardest working kid on the ice. Um, and that's something that I, you know, um, coaches have always told me and, um, you know, try, you know, have and try to, you know, take that to heart. And because, um, you know, there's always going to be someone who's more skilled than you. There's always going to be someone faster than you. Um, so, you know, just if you can be the harder, hardest working kid on the ice, um, good things will happen. And, uh, you know, this is going to sound a little cliche, but, um, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And, um, you know, I can say that that is definitely true. And, um, you know, so that's something that I've always strived for. And, um, you know, I would tell someone who's, um, you know, growing up in, in the game is just, you know, always be the hardest working person on the ice. Yeah. You've played with many great players. Is it true that like some of the best players are like the hardest workers on the team from your experience? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, you know, for example, um, Sophie Shirley at Wisconsin, you know, one of my best friends, but, um, you know, such an amazing player, but, you know, puts in that extra hours like no other. And, um, you know, we are the same age, but, you know, I've, I always look up to her and uh, just how hard she works, you know, she'll be the first one there and then the last one to leave. And, um, you know, it just goes to show and, you know, how great she is um, just as a player and, you know, as a person. So. Now, last non-hockey question, or last hockey question is, um, what should be done to help grow women's hockey? In your opinion, it seems like some strides have been made, but uh, it seems like there's been also some kind of uh, setbacks as well with Robert Morris canceling their women's hockey program. And just, uh, I feel like certain women's hockey programs don't get enough attention as they should. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, I would say for that one, um, just having a lot of advocates, um, especially from the men's side. I mean, I, as you know, we all know the men's side is definitely big. Um, and, and I think there's a lot, a lot or 
yeah, a lot more opportunities on that side. So, um, you know, I think having some advocates from that side would be very beneficial and, um, you know, just continuing to grow the game as, as women. And, um, you know, I think us women who, um, you know, are at the college level or, um, you know, the WNHL or PWHPA level, um, continue to you know just be advocates for those younger girls and um you know continuing to make strides and fight for um you know those younger girls who who will come later on and um you know hopefully you know we'll have more opportunities than um there has been in the past and there are right now um so you know just continuing to go the grow the game and um you know just get as many advocates as we can yeah definitely one thing i noticed is a lot of people that like are I guess criticizing women's hockey are just kind of trolls on the internet and just oh, yeah. ice hockey players that aren't as good mm-hmm. as you guys are. So they get like insecure. That's just my opinion. Um, but a lot of like the best men's hockey players seem like super supportive of women's hockey. I, like Wisconsin, for example, it seems like the men's team has been very supportive of your team. And I don't know. It seems like the BU men's team is the same way as well. Yes, definitely. I will say, um, you know, both teams are very super supportive of us. And um, like you said, I I mean, I think those people who, um, you know, don't have nice things to say about the woman's side is just, you know, kind of trolls. And um, I mean, we we are very skilled players and, um, you know, having those advocates on the men's side is super important. And, um, you know, also just having, you know, men our age, you know, on the men's teams, just being advocates is also just super great and, um, you know, great to see. Well, before I let you go, do you have any shout outs you'd like to give to any of your teammates, family members, or friends? I know we kind of mentioned some people throughout the interview, but if there's anyone we forgot to mention, uh, feel free to shout them out now. Yeah. Um, I'll give a big shout out to my family, just, you know, supporting me through my career. Um, most importantly, my parents, uh, come to every game. So that's really great. Um, you know, my dad too, he'll sit on the phone with me and, um, we go through different plays. He'll watch video with me and just point out different things. Um, and my sister, uh, Janie, she played college soccer at Middlebury college. Um, so she knows kind of what it's like to be a student athlete and at the college level. So she's definitely been a big support, um, during my time, you know, in college and, um, you know, just a big shout out to my coaches, um, you know, coach Sean Rousseau at Kent, um, was very instrumental throughout my process with Wisconsin. Um, big shout out to all three of my coaches at Wisconsin, uh, definitely have, ha- have helped me become the player that I am today. And, you know, I couldn't thank them enough. And, um, my teammates there. And, and then also um, my coach from Midfairfield, Ryan Eagle, uh, he was just very, very instrumental um, with my transfer process and, and helping me uh, get in contact with Coach DeRoster. So big shout out there. And, um, you know, to all the people who, who have helped me get to where I've been today, super grateful. Well, thank you so much, Jesse, for coming on the podcast and taking time out of your schedule. I really appreciate it. And I wish you all the best for the rest of the season and uh, good luck against Vermont tomorrow and I will be seeing your team play in person in a couple of weeks from now so I hopefully uh, we get to see at least see each other at the game I guess Um, Holy Cross is a small ring so I feel like you will be able to do that yes definitely definitely Um, yeah reach out to me when you're there and uh, looking forward to meet up there and uh, thank you again so much for having me it's been such a great uh, you know experience and a great conversation so I appreciate it thank you so much Matthew Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. Had a tour close today. Lost my keys, but don't give a shit Cause tonight, I can sleep where you sleep From the cab up the stairs, put the keys in the lock